Hi everyone, I hope you're all having a great week. Av is upon us, so I wanted to leave a quick voice note, a quick message about this period of time. You know, most of us, many of us, don't really understand or feel the magnitude of what happened during the three weeks, what happened during the nine days, and what happened during Tisha B'Av. I highly recommend the Alkut Yosef. They have in the Alkut Yosef series in addition where it talks about the Ta'aniyot and Tisha B'Av and the Haktama, the introduction, discusses and shares the story of the three weeks, the story of the nine days and the story of Tisha B'Av. And I highly recommend everyone read it. I can almost guarantee that you will shed tears, that will be crying. Uh, it gets into the detail, both physically and spiritually, of what happened uh, when the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed and when the Jews were exiled and when they were slaughtered in the streets of Jerusalem. And I don't want to get into too much of the details here on this audio because it is all our responsibility independently to learn at the level that we're capable about what happened and at least shed a tear or have a broken heart uh, due to what happened to our people and to our land uh, in Jerusalem and in the exile and, of course, to the Beit HaMikdash. I can tell you, just to give you a little spoiler, uh, it is very similar to reading about the Holocaust. It is very similar to reading about the Spanish Inquisition. Uh, it's quite remarkable what was done to us and how we don't really talk about it too much. And it's probably because it's hard to digest, it's hard to read, it's hard to think about. But really, we should because it happened. It was real. It was something that 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 affected us. Uh, until today, we're being affected by it. You know, today we all live in the different countries we live in. Uh, we're in America, and you know, yes, we have religious freedom. Yes, we have to be grateful. But at the end of the day, uh, we're exiled. I mean, the reality is we're not in Jerusalem, united with everybody. We don't have our temple. Uh, Hashem's glory is not. Uh, number one and obvious to all and we're living in Galut I mean we're living in a world and a culture a society that's constantly trying to strip us of our Jewish values and strip us of our moral uh, fabric and ethical uh, principles that we have and it's something that really cannot be taken lightly and if you really ponder and think about what happened even from the perspective of Hashem I mean imagine you have a father who builds his children big, beautiful homes, gorgeous, magnificent homes, and he blesses them with anything they want and everything they need. And anytime they ask him of anything, he delivers it, and then his house burns down. And this father is now living on a bench uh, on Ocean Parkway, shivering in the cold, poor with not much to eat, and his children don't even come to visit him or come to say hi uh, because they're you know, happy and joyful and living in their homes with their jobs and their lives. Obviously, it's not a perfect analogy. It's not an exact representation, uh, figuratively or literally, of what is going on between our relationship with Hashem. But it's it's something like that from the standpoint that, you know, we're thriving in exile, thank God, due to Hashem's blessing. We all have homes, Baruch Hashem. We have jobs, we have families, we have health. Uh, and Hashem doesn't have a home. The Shekhinah doesn't have a place to rest. Uh, Jerusalem is not a place where the Temple Mount is what it should be and what it could be. And, you know, that's something to think about. It's something to really understand. 
it's, it's realizing that we were forced out, right? It's realizing that there was a siege around Jerusalem that was so bad that people were starving. And I don't want to tell you what they were doing uh, in order to survive. I don't want to tell you what, what it amounted to. And once the walls were broken, I don't want to tell you the barbaric uh, things that were going on inside the city and, you know, the way the blood was spilled. I mean, we learn about Purim, we learn about Hanukkah, and we think about it day and night during those periods of those holidays. But to Shabbat we really have to do the same. I mean, it's heartbreaking. It's heart-wrenching. And I hate to break it to you, but we're feeling the effects of it today. Uh, the days that we wake up feeling disconnected, the days that we feel confused or doubtful, uh, all the anxiety we have, the stress, the fear, the worry, the sadness we occasionally get, right? The depression, uh, the anger, the irritability, the negativity, the pessimism, all these feelings that we feel while in Galut, it is because of what happened during the three weeks and during the nine days and on Tisha B'Av, right? The reason the Jewish soul is so confused, the reason the Jewish soul is so unsettled and uncomfortable, the reason that we don't have clarity of mind and the reason that we're tempted and pulled in all directions to, 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 to indulge in technology and indulge in, in food and the, and the American uh, culture is because we don't have a home. We don't have a place to go to recharge and to connect to Hashem. You know, the Beit HaMikdash, the sages say, was a place where if B'nai Israel was struggling, if anyone was having trouble in their emunah, was having trouble in their bitahon, all they had to do was step into the Beit HaMikdash. All they had to do was walk in, and boom, the emunah was back, the bitahon was back. They immediately felt a connection and love for Hashem. They, they immediately had what we call dveikut, right, which is a connection and cleaving and awareness of Hashem. Today, we don't have that luxury. You know, yes, we have shuls, and we have yeshivas, and we have Bet uh, Midrashim, and we have places to congregate, to, to, to do our best to reach for Hashem and cleave to Hashem and serve Hashem. But it doesn't compare to what we had in the Beit HaMikdash. I mean, spiritually, a lot has changed, and spiritually, a lot has been lost. It's really human nature. We were designed biologically and chemically and neurologically and spiritually this way, but it's human nature to forget about your loss over time, right? It's human nature to not feel the tragedy or what you once had that is now gone over time. And the, the laws of mourning reflect that. And that's why we have to work extra hard to really try to stir our hearts to shed tears over the Beit HaMikdash and to feel heartbreak over the Beit HaMikdash. And we shouldn't be embarrassed. We shouldn't think it feels weird or it's a weird thing to get ourselves to be heartbroken over the Beit HaMikdash. Look, we're not trying to get ourselves depressed, but all the sages say that it shows a pure and holy soul uh, that can feel the pain and shed a tear over the Beit HaMikdash and it results in great mercy and blessing from up above. So if for whoever wants to, whoever wants to fulfill the mitzvah of shedding a tear over the Beit HaMikdash and feeling heartbreak over the exile, I'm telling you, if you want, message me privately or if you have the book yourself, open it up. Go to the Yalkut Yosef, Ta'aniyot and Tisha B'Av edition and read the introduction. Just read the Haktaman, really ponder what you're reading. Read about the bloodshed, read about the spirituality that we lost. And Bezrat Hashem will be able to fulfill the mitzvah of really feeling the pain of our Heavenly Father not having a place to rest. And we ourselves having the loss of being in exile and not even realizing what we lost and not even realizing what we once had that now we no longer have. 
And just so you know, the the whole idea of mourning, the reward, when I say mitzvah, what the reward is, is something quite special, which is that if we mourn and we shed a tear and we're sad over the destruction, we will be able to be part of the celebration and we will be able to joyfully be a part of the rebuilding and part of the reunification in Jerusalem. So anyway, I, I wish everyone a good week. Uh, I wish everyone an easy uh, fast next week and a meaningful fast. And may we all merit to see the rebuilding of the Beit HaMikdash soon. Amen.